I'm Peter Engel, author of I Was Saved by the Bell, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. I am so glad you joined me for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 434 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, he was the creator and executive producer of Saved by the Bell and all the creations thereof after of Saved by the Bell, a whole bunch of other shows, and most recently, Last Comic Standing. His name, Peter Engel. He's the guy, that's right, and he's going to be here on On Screen and Beyond to talk about his new book that he's got out, and it's called I Was Saved by the Bell. We're going to be talking with Peter coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so be sure to stick around for that. We have also got a lot of things coming your way. We've got uh, a new Tom Cruise movie, or info on that, and uh, a Ryan Gosling movie, and The Return of the Incredibles is going to be coming our way. All sorts of good stuff. Get ready. Sit back, relax, it's time for Remake Madness, right here on On Screen Beyond. Remake Madness. It looks like the director of The Witch, Robert Eggers, will be the head of the remake of the classic horror story of Nosferatu. And let's see, Penelope Cruz has joined the cast of Murder on the Orient Express. That movie just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more stars and more stars. We'll keep you informed on it. And the new Mummy movie remake coming on June 9th, 2017, will be the scariest Mummy movie ever made. That's according to the director. And Tom Cruise will be starring in that one. That's it for Remake Madness. Next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Once again, Tom Cruise will be starring in a movie. It's called American Made, and that's coming our way on September 29th of 2017 as a pilot who lands work for the CIA and as a drug runner in the South in the 1980s. And Ryan Gosling will star in Weightless on March 17th, 2017. That's going to be a film about uh, two love triangles that intermix, and it's filled with obsession and betrayal, and all set against the music scene in Austin, Texas. And you can look for, let's see, Natalie Portman to star in Annihilation in 2017. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, we got some juggling around here. Toy Story 4 has been pushed back as far as its release date to June 21st, 2019. That's a year later than originally scheduled. And with Toy Story 4 moving back, The Incredibles 2 has been kicked up a year to release on June 15th, 2018. And Brad Bird will be directing once again. Gerard Butler will return as Secret Service agent Mike Banning in Angel Has Fallen. And uh, Angel is, of course, Air Force One. And it's a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen and uh, also London Has Fallen. And let's see, Indiana Jones 5 arrives on July 19th, 2019. That's what they're telling us. We'll keep you informed. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, December 6th, Scream Queens Season 1 arrives on DVD. The Twilight Zone, the complete series, Blu-ray, will be hitting stores on December 13th. August 15th, Star Trek, the animated series arrives. I've got that one's neat little package here. And also, House of Lies, final season, comes to DVD on November 29th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD. Suicide Squad with Will Smith will be arriving on December 13th. The Magnificent Seven with Chris Pratt lands on DVD and Blu-ray on December 20th. And Sully with Tom Hanks flies into stores on December 20th. That's it for movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time. Well, it looks like Steve Harvey is ending the Steve Harvey show. After five seasons, he's decided to call it quits, but he will be starting a new talk show, and that's going to be involving new partners, so that's what the switching off is about. And let's see, on a sad note, the passing of Robert Vaughn, Napoleon Solo from The Man from Uncle. He uh, passed away this past week, and of course you can go back to our rerun section and listen to my interview with Robert Vaughn, Napoleon Solo from The Man From U.N.C.L.E. Great guy, and we uh, our thoughts going out to his family. Also, we had another passing of rock singer Leon Russell, who gave us Tightrope and Lady Blue. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays. It looks like on Monday, November 14th, Patrick Walburton will be turning 52. And on November 15th, Ed Asner, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, will be turning 87. And on November 17th, Danny DeVito turns 72. 
November 18th, Owen Wilson turns 48. Almost said 43, but he's 48. And uh, let's see, uh, November 19th, Larry King turns 83. And on November 20th, Joe Walsh, James Gang, Eagles, his own fame, turns 69. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, we didn't have any coming in this week. But if you, a friend or a relative, are having a birthday and want to celebrate it with all the people here listening to On Screen and Beyond all over the world, send it to me. Send me the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we will be wishing you a very happy birthday. So, let's see here. Peter Ingalls coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. All of you who watched and grew up with Saved by the Bell, well... This is the guy who wrote, created it, and he was the executive producer. He ran the show, was very involved with everything. He's going to talk about that and a whole lot more. He was also the executive producer of Last Comic Standing. So he's got a lot to talk about. He's got a book out that is called I Was Saved by the Bell. Peter Engel, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is a producer who has brought us more than 1,000 episodes of TV, which has kept teens glued to the TV over the years. He was the co-creator and executive producer of Save by the Bell and many other shows. He has a new book coming out on November 15th called I Was Saved by the Bell, Stories of Life, Love, and Dreams That Do Come True. It's Peter Engel. Peter, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. It's nice to be with you, Brian. Now, Peter, there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this, and they grew up watching Safe by the Bell. And I'm sure they're just going to want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Including my own kids. <laughs> <laughs> now, give us a background of this, because I, I, I'm a little confused. Doing my research, I noticed that uh, uh, you mentioned that the first it was... Um, uh, oh, Mrs. Good Bliss. Good morning, Mrs. Bliss. Yeah. Uh, so, were you helped? It you, is confusing. Did you help create <laughs> that one too, or? <laughs> okay. What happened was, I was under contract at NBC, mm-hmm. and Brandon Tonikoff, the young material president, called me into his office. He had brought me to NBC to be an executive producer under the new production company, and he said I had a teacher when I was in the sixth grade who had the biggest influence on my life, except for my parents and my grandfather. Her name was Miss Bliss. And I want you to do a primetime pilot. Uh, and we're gonna, and we, did, we wrote it, and we cast Haley Mills, who we borrowed from Disney. She was on a lifelong contract since a child. Wow. And in that pilot, it was a primetime, it was about her, but her class featured Urkel, <laughs> really? <laughs> in this pilot, and Brian Austin Green. Okay, we did, the pilot didn't make it to the fall season, but Brandon went to Disney and said, what if we do it in prime time with you? And they agreed to put it on the Disney Channel. So I re- wrote a new script called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, and created the character, Zach, who was named after my friend John DeLorean's son, Zach. DeLorean was a really close friend of mine. 
and Slade was a kid in my Josh was king of kindergarten class, and Mr. Belding and the first black uh, princess, uh, Lisa Turtle, and of course Screech. Mm-hmm. We were on thirteen weeks. It was not. It didn't. It, it was neither here nor there because uh, the kids were secondary to Haley Mills, and so uh, we. So Disney decided not to go forward. So Brandon came to me and said, "Let's move the location." To, I said, "Let's do it." The well, let's move it and let's add some more kids and have the kids as a star. You can bring Mr. Belding along. And I and as the New York Times said to me two years later, when we we're in eighty-five countries and a major hit. <laughs> um, and you said, "What a great idea!" He said he wanted to do it on Saturday morning, and. You said to Brandon, no, I said, please get someone else. I'm not interested in doing a Saturday morning show. So I went home that night. My wife said, well, what do you mean no one cares? I said, how about our kids? And I said, you're right. I went, I went back, and um, I went back, and I said to Brandon, I'll have you a show in three weeks. And, um, and the rest is history, <laughs> but not, <laughs> not that easily. Just remember I didn't know if anyone would ever see us, even though, even though we, were, we we premiered in prime time in August of '89 and three up, three prime time, and the fourth one was Saturday morning um, uh, debut. But our lead-in was Chipmunks, and our lead-out was Smurfs, and we were against a rabbit, a bear, and I think a raisin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who the heck's going to find us in that environment. People laugh when I said, my lead is a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we cast the other kids, and, and they were magic. They were magic. Yeah, yeah. Now, they never missed, ever. Really? They never had a bad show, ever. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, how close, I mean, there's producers, executive producers, there's showrunners and all these other people involved. How close were you to the actual tapings of the shows? I was. I introduced the cast. If you see the book, you'll see me introducing Mark Paul, which was always like a riot when he came out, and the others, too. Mm-hmm. I wrote 11 of the, I supervised every episode, writing, casting, sweetening, music, everything. Wow. So Hands-on. That was the only show I had at that time. Yeah. And I wrote 11 of the first 100. And I supervised the writing on all of them and created every character. The only reason it says co-creator is because Sam Bob had written the prime time pilot. And there was no one in Saved by the Bell who was in the prime time pilot. Right? No characters. But that was my writer's guild. And they ruled that he had to get created by two. Uh-huh. So what? You know? Oh, I was terror, totally hands-on. To- absolutely uh, also, I had to be the papa because we had to run a school. Oh. And remember, they were only fourteen, hmm. and, and this was not like I, you know, you. They had they swam at my house, played tennis. We went bowling together. We did everything together, and uh, except for Screech, it was eleven. They were all fourteen, and we had to had to be hands on. Uh, they were kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that I found interesting. <clears throat> excuse me, was that 
I mean, you've done all kinds of other shows. You, you, you know, uh, the California Dreams and uh, U.S. High, and and but the actual show Saved by the Bell, not not all the editions that were done after right. the college right. years and everything, actually was less episodes yeah. than those other shows. Yet that was. Or is still well, is. Well, it was less episodes, but if you add up the two movies. Oh, yeah, when you had those. And, the, and, and, and we put Miss Bliss in the package. That was a financial thing. When Zach said, when I went to, when I went to <laughs> junior high in Indianapolis, he, we, we did intros to them. And the prime time, actually, the new class had more episodes. Right, yeah. They had like 126 to 110. Wow. Hmm. But it's just and it's the just, new class. I had to save by bringing uh, the reason the new class never had the same cast. We weren't ready to go, but NBC had made a deal with uh, we with Rice Krispies with Kellogg that um, the new class would be on twenty seven million boxes. We weren't going to be shooting for another sixty days. Wow! And I didn't have the cast, and I, they said you got to have it. I, said, I don't have it, <laughs> and they they said we're going to get. Well, I'm going to turn off my computer. We're going to get sued if we don't have the photo shoot mm. next week. Wow. And we were not ready. And uh, and I had to go with what I had. Otherwise, they would have gotten it. was only a one-year deal. And, this, and that year, Screech was on college years, and he wasn't even old enough to be out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> and the next year, I brought him back as assistant principal to save the show. Jeez. <laughs> He was made with me eleven years. He was only twenty two when we stopped. Hmm. That's incredible. I mean, the, the amount of TV that you put out, uh, and, and not counting the Saved by the Bells, but all the other ones you put in. I mean, you have made an amazing amount of TV. At one time, I was doing. Well, of course, Last Comic Standing is yes. still on and off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nine nine seasons. Um, I at one time was shooting six shows every week at the same, at the, wow. in the same week. I, and I was so organized, that, and the kids who ran them had become as secretaries and assistants and runners were now the producers, and people said, you're really loyal. I said, no, I'm really smart. Well, how do you think I can do six shows if I don't have people in them who've worked with us from the ground up? Mm-hmm. Like Mario Lopez's cousin, Gil Lopez, was a, not even a, he was a runner. A production assistant. He ended up producing the, the physical production, line producing two shows for me. Jeez! Hmm. And was... everyone said you're so loyal. I said, No, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> These people are so good, and they know exactly what we need. Right, and they know how you work and what you're expecting. You know, rather than taking somebody out from right you know, off the street. I mean, right. And we, you know, if you couldn't, if people said if you couldn't move up in Peter Engel Productions. You better find another profession. <laughs> Jeez. Now, why did you decide to write this book? Because, I'll tell you, it took me five years to write. I am a storyteller. That's who I am. People say, what's the, what, 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 what's the, I said, yeah, we tell stories. And a story has to be, if you go on my website, uh, I was com. there's a video of me talking about story being, I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Stories have a beginning, middle, and end. The same stories you tell my kids at, at bedtime. I'd make up stories. Mm-hmm. And they, but of course, they have to be stories that someone's interested in. But um, the book, I have so many great stories from working with JFK 
when I was just out of college and being, you know, uh, I was never political. I heard him speak his nomination here at the Coliseum. I was in New York. I heard it on the radio. I was in my car. And I said, I got to do something. So I was with John F. Kennedy by his side every time he was in New York. Wow. And then I experienced in the Army where I piloted the first drone, unfortunately. And um, then I uh, you know, met these people along the way, Orson Welles, Betty Davis, John Lennon. Uh, I went to, so I always would tell Jacques Cousteau, I would always tell these stories. Right? Yep. And so I would tell them over and over again. So it says one of the interviews said, How do you remember? They said, I've told the story so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I've been, you know, I did a 35 college tour, and, and you know, you, you, I would teach master classes at Notre Dame in Michigan and NYU, where I went, and I worked at Night of the Page at NBC, where I'm going to sign my book <laughs> next this Tuesday. Right, yeah. Where I began at 30 Rock. Huh. And and uh, way before I was under contract to them, uh, and um, and I felt that the journey. I always say people dream big, dream big because big dreams are as hard to accomplish as little dreams. And if you have a passion, I had my heart broken so many times, sure. not only professionally but personally, with divorces and my daughter being taken away at two and a half years, and I have a and walking it down the aisle 20 years later, and well, everyone's were friends, and having shows that could have made it, should have made it, didn't make it, what you should have, could have, would have. Yeah. And I thought, if I could inspire people to never, ever give up, okay, I don't know if you have the book, the last uh, the last um, line in it is, that I, I never, never, ever, ever let anyone steal your dreams, and never, never quit. And never, never do anything without passion, because someday today will be a long time ago, and it's not worth missing one minute of it. Hmm. The journey, when I look back, if I hadn't had my heart broken so many times, especially with JFK's murder, and, and show, shows were critically acclaimed, beyond critically acclaimed, like Sirota's Court, uh, which just because of the climate, the was just never was canceled, just drifted away. Uh, if I hadn't had my heart broken so many times, uh, the joy of of accomplishing something that 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 changed a whole generation of Bell, exactly the Bell generation, w- would never would never had had been experienced with such exhilaration if I hadn't failed so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing how Saved by the Bell, I mean, like you say, you've done a lot of other shows. There's a lot of other shows, TV shows that people grew up with. But there's only a very few TV shows that if you just say, like you said, Bell. <laughs> right. It, people, and they know. They know what you mean. And Well, let me give you an example. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to do the broad. I would never do a new, new Bell on television. But a Broadway musical, I would. And so I wrote what they call it Broadway's a book, not a script, but addition to my book. So I decided, let's go to the top. And we went online and found that Lin-Manuel Miranda Hamilton was the biggest fan of all time of Saved by the Bell. We followed him on Twitter and on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he found out that I wanted to come to the show and talk to him about the musical, and I was his guest in June, six row on the aisle. 
and it was spectacular. It was beyond spectacular. And so I, afterwards, you don't go backstage. You go on the stage if you're his guest because there's no curtain. And he knew I wanted him to do the music, which he can't do. He's just got too much on his plate. And I'm on the stage. I was in one save by the bell. I was in hang time. I played the NBA commissioner. I was on Last Comic Standing, throwing people off all the time for breaking the rules. I was on other shows. I never did one bell, and I was in Palm Springs, a two-parter. I'm on the golf course, and he and I did this line, <laughs> and he comes walking towards me. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's bigger in entertainment than him? Comes walking towards me with his arms stretched out, and the voice, I did it on the show, goes, when I make this putt, you'll owe me $1,000. <laughs> and and I said, I bet you're right. And we hugged. I bet you rehearsed that all day. He said, I did. I've been looking forward to meeting you. I said, well, I've been, And he said, you inspired me so much. I said, what do you mean? He said, you won the first diversity award. You you cast uh, Colorblind. Mario Lopez is supposed to be an Italian kid playing Slater. Lisa Turtle was a Jewish princess from New York. And you made her first black princess. And he said, and he said, you inspired me. I'm a Puerto Rican kid playing Hamilton. And he said, I'm a Bell Generationer. And I looked at him and I said, I'm so proud of you. And we hugged and he started to cry. He said, you're making me cry on my own stage. <laughs> That's the impact. It's true. When a Lin-Manuel Miranda comes up to me and says, you inspired me to do what I do. Wow. I mean, that's, that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I mean, that's got to be a good feeling for you, though, when you hear that. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? I mean, I've had four. Uh, you know, my seventh interview today. I've had four women today, People Magazine, others, um, when I got on the phone, I'm so excited to talk to you. The editor of People magazine, she said, I came down from Palo Alto when I was 13 to come to the show. Jeez. And I have every book and every piece of merch. We're selling more merchandise now than we did in the heyday. Right. <laughs> and to hear her say that, and I mean, I, I met a big executive at ABC when I was finally allowed to do shows outside of NBC. And he said, you made my childhood. I said, what do you mean? He said, my father was, uh, we were living in London. And I wasn't, and I, and the only thing I watched was Saved by the Bell. My childhood was Saved by the Bell because he was American living in London. Mm-hmm. Wow. And huh. you hear that, and I hear it all the time. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's spectacular to know that you touched a generation. Yeah. Now, was, I mean... You don't hear of people saying, I want to be an executive producer. <laughs> they will usually want to be directors or actors. Or producers. A director is a, um, is, is a, is a movie. I mean, mm-hmm. They run the thing. Yep. Executive producers in television run things. And okay. Most of us are producer writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started as a producer and wrote, um, wrote later on. But was that what you wanted to do when you were growing up to be in, in – I know you probably wanted to be in show business, but was that part no, of it? No, I, I, I was a 12-year-old kid, and we had one of the first on the west side of Manhattan, and we had one of the first televisions in our neighborhood. And I saw the Milton Berle show mm-hmm. uh, and, and then all the variety shows. I went, this is what I want to do. Wow. 
And it was my dream to do it, and it was hard. And, of sure. course, running into NBC, saying I have to be an NBC page. When I was there. And, they, and they said, we don't take applications. We only take them by mail. I said, I'm the first one here, which is not me. I was a shy kid. <laughs> you know, that was not me. Yeah. And, and, and he says, we take 14,000 applications. We take seven, not eight, not nine, not 11. I said, well, I'm the first one here for the interview. He said, there is no interview. I said, but let, and he said, why? I said, because everyone at film school wants to do movies. I want to do television. Television is where history is going. And, and, and he says, can you start Monday? Someone dropped out of the training program. And I was in. I mean, to people, I was the guy who made it. I was making $65 a week. I would take the subway from my parents' house down to NYU, then take it up to 30 Rock after classes. And uh, I would be happy to say, well, why can't you come this Saturday night? Because I'm working. Where do you work? NBC. <laughs> NBC. Wow. And then to come back all these years later and be and to sit in the president's and chairman's office with you know doing six shows at the same time and and you know and the pages and remembering I was that was me yeah and it was great the journey was great it was fabulous and 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 the people I met you know it's never been about the money. It's always been about the people you love and you love. That's, that's the best thing. The great people I met along the way. Yeah. Now, great stories. Right, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, that's why the book is, I'm sure, so good. But I noticed on your website you had a, a section, people can go and read it, about... Uh, they can only read the first, right. the, first the prologue. Right, yeah, the prologue. And... <clears throat> I got it. That was very amusing. <laughs> well, that's what happened. You read it. You know oh, what yeah. happened. All right. So everyone says to me, "Was that your plan B?" I said, "I didn't have a plan B. <laughs> I thought he was going to agree with me. <laughs> there was no plan B." Wow. Jeez. I mean, that you know, that's the kind of thing you see on TV in in stories. You know, and you, and you don't think that that was something that would really happen. <laughs> well, let me. Me lying down and then yes. saying, either call security and lock me up or give me 13 more. Yes. Well, I remember I was in business with a guy, very big manager, managed the likes of Chappelle and people, you know, big, big comedians, big, big stars, right? And we and he was saying, uh, I go, well, how much do you believe in your show? He said, a lot. I said, well, how much? He said, a lot. I said, would you, would you do anything to get it on the air, get, get it on the air, keep it on the air? Yeah. Would you lie down the president of NBC's office and refuse to leave unless he gave you more episodes or had you sent under shackles? He said, no. I said, well, I did that. When you do that, that's... <laughs> if I didn't do that, we would have been on and off in seven weeks. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, it's just incredible to hear that story. And uh, it's actually inspiring to read it. And hopefully people will read that that are coming up in the business. And, you know, you got to go that extra mile. you got to go beyond it. Yeah. I was crazy. Yeah. yeah. You're lucky they didn't just haul you off. Well, what happened was he picked up his phone, and I'm on the floor. And John Agolia had a business, and Kevin Riley, who was my protege, is now head of Turner and was chairman of Fox. Uh, Kevin runs out of the room. <laughs> and... And he picks up the phone and says, Barbara, get me. I thought he security. Jeez. <laughs> and, but, hey, 
if I, we would have been done. You never would have been talking to me if we had just seven. Yeah, jeez. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, when you were, uh, you know, doing that show, the, the, the rule of thumb that you always hear was don't work with kids and dogs. Uh, you didn't have really many animals on the show, but you had a lot of kids. So it, was that difficult working with a no. bunch of kids? No. As long as you remember there were kids. Mm-hmm. And, and some, one of my stage managers yelled at them once. I said, you're gone. I said, kids are going to do things. They're kids. Because they're so professional and never, ever missed. Never had a bad show. And this is early on. And, and continue forever. They were so professional that people forgot they were kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and forgot that kids do stupid things. Yep. And you got to deal with it. And, and like one night before rehearsal, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley and Mario were just kidding around, and and he, she fell and cut her knee really badly. Had to take her to, and she couldn't be in that episode. The Zag attack. I never said why she, she wasn't in that. We just didn't bring attention to it. Well, I was going to yell at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She fell and cut her knee badly. They felt bad enough. I was going to yell at them. Right. Yeah. And 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 they and the parents. Another thing was the parents. Each parent, but they had to be there. But they were underage, or a guardian. Each parent put the show first ahead of their own kids. Everyone knew that Mark Paul Garza was a star. He talked to the camera. And there was never any of that friction, who has more, who is this, the billing or anything else. It was just, I had to be the, you know, people said, I said I had to be the papa. Yeah. Not only to my kids, but to them. Otherwise, if we didn't act like a family, it would never have. And then everyone dated everyone else. And I was always afraid what happens if they break up in the morning. Right. And, and they had to be. <laughs> Fortunately, they never dated each other while they were dating on the show. Uh-huh. I had another show, USA High. With them, where they were dating off screen, and broke up that morning. That in the episode they fell in love. Oh jeez! Can you imagine <laughs> the vibe? <laughs> you got to be a good actor to pull that one off. <laughs> I, I mean, they broke up in the morning, and then the next, uh, and another one where these two had stopped dating, and. And the guy has a new love on the show who's passing through. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and I come into the run through, I go, Oh, what's going on? Jeez. <laughs> but it was it was it was it was a great journey. Yeah. Well, I I just got a couple more questions oh, here, sure, quick sure. ones for you. Um now I know Safe by the Bell obviously is the one that people always remember and everything, but Disregarding the the popularity and the monetary, I'm sure, and all that. But of all the shows you did, is there any of them that that is the one that you know? Boy, you really like that show. Oh, I love Saved by the Bell. Right. I mean, in addition to, yes, I did a show called 
Sirotis Court. Yes, Michael, uh, uh, Michael Constantine. Constantine, yes. Based on Judge John Sirica. Oh, okay. And that was John Richard of the New York Times said Sirotis Court would be psychologically disturbing if it wasn't so outrageously funny. Hmm. 1977, and I wasn't David Kelly who happens to live in this building with me. At the peak, David Kelly or or what's his name, uh, um, Dick Wolf. I was you know I was I was in the business, but I didn't have a real name yet. We did a gay wedding in 1977 on Sirotis Court. I must have been out of my mind. <laughs> no wonder the show never got picked up or canceled; just faded away. Huh? That show was you know it was right after Watergate. Mm-hmm. I mean 77 and. And Sirota, we based on John John Sirica, who sent all those guys, and caused who was a Republican who sent all those guys to jail, and who, because of the tapes, uh, was real. Why Nixon was, um, of course, after Kennedy was assassinated. You know, I was. I, I did we cover Kennedy already? Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, because one of these interviews are going one and the other, but. Um, that show broke my heart and hmm. broke up my marriage because I was so obsessed with this. Wow. And that's why my ex-wife took my daughter to New York at less than three years old. Everything is fine. We're all friends. I walked her down the aisle. Right. Yeah. You know, and all that. And then Lauren worked on the shows every summer. And I was only a year younger than the kids. Hmm. And all my kids worked as PAs in the summer. Yeah. Wow. But the Sirotis caught was the show, but it was a political statement. But we did it with a we did a gay marriage. We did we did all kinds of things on that show that a network. And if you read the book, you'll find that they assigned activists to us. But he was the one encouraging us. And then we say, why don't you ask him? <laughs> <laughs> and and the was I got to accomplish practically everything with a velvet glove that I couldn't get with a with a punching bat with a. With a with a fist mm-hmm. back then, yeah. we did the environmental oil spill at Bayside. We did, we did, we we did driving and drinking. We did the caffeine, which was I rode at speed, but they wouldn't last. We did. I got I accomplished the message of equality and of equal equality for all, and winning the diversity award for casting colorblind and on and on. I got all that done with Bell. Without hitting people over the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, huh. we had the first, according to his USC professor. It's not true, but he says it on the DV set at University of Southern California that we were the first scripted black and white kiss, which which is not so. That but was Star Trek. We wasn't say it? we one of the first, and I called up Bennett Trainer, my showrunner, and I said, "Did we even pay attention to that?" He said, "No, we got ten thousand letters. How could Zach?" Do that to Screech. Hmm. No one said there was a black and white kiss. Yeah. yeah. But how could Zach do that to Screech? She's been in love with her since the preschool when she buried his head in the sand. Huh. And to me, to me, that 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 says it all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's 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 just the an amazing. The car broke my heart. Yeah. Is that one available on DVD? Sirota's Court? I don't think so. Oh, huh. I'm surprised that, uh, you know, you see a lot of different shows. Uh, yeah, shows I don't popular. think so. It was 77. I'm, yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a fascinating book. Oh, and... wait a second. It is available somewhere. 
because one of the interviewers talked about the main title to me the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's somewhere. You, you happen to be right. Yeah. Know? Huh. So um, people should definitely go out and get the book. Uh, it's, yes. it's a fascinating book, and um, they should uh, you know, relive and hear all the stories you have because it's, it's just fascinating. But, Peter, I'd like to finish up with two final quick questions. Sure. Now, all the TV you've done and everything, but when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Okay. My favorite... <laughs> My favorite TV show now is um, Big Bang Theory. I love Sheldon. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, twenty four. I was see. I don't read yesterday's newspaper. I don't TiVo. It's either, I either watch it when it's on or I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm old school. Uh, twenty four. Uh, I, I I thought it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, in in comedies. Um, Cosby, um, and um, and uh, favorite movie of all time, Casablanca and Sound of Music. Ah, <laughs> uh, the classics, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have all of them. When the kids come, you know, they come to stay with me when they, they live all over. Uh, it, there's always a movie night with Sound of Music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Huh. Well, Peter, I. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And like I said, the book is uh, going to be out November 15th. It was I, I Was Saved by the Bell and uh, Stories of Life, Love, and Dreams That Do Come True. And I thank you so much for taking the time. I thank you. A big thank you going out to Peter Engel here at On Screen and Beyond for joining us and letting us all in on Saved by the Bell and all the other things that he did. A great guy, and uh, we appreciate it that he took the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And I'll see what I can do about getting that person in. I've been working uh, on getting some of these people that you've been requesting. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're making progress. So <laughs> you got to be patient because we got to try to get these people. And sometimes we have to juggle dates and sometimes we just can't get in touch with them. But we'll see what we can do. And we will continue to uh, try to uh, find your suggestions and get them on here. Well, that's it. If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And uh, let's see, iTunes, you can leave a review if you'd like. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.